platform there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown duck it, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave Wally in my order. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. This is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. She shot a curiosity. Why did they go away? What? What's the point of it? Why do you not enjoy it? Taking innocent people finding a way to make me do. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly, they say I have no friends. I wanna know what love is. I want Suzanne. They show me. <laughs> Dude. 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 I did not need that to start my Friday. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Man, Phantom <laughs> snuck that one in. Snuck that one in. God, you're a dick. Welcome to the program. Online at WRQK.com. Got a lot of stuff to get to today. Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports, <laughs> will join us 7 o'clock this morning. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he's responded to the you know the L.A. Lakers stuff saying, dude, that's a bunch of noise. And uh, my guess is is that he's saying that kind of stuff now because Lonzo's not having like the best year so far. The dad's kind of like you know being yelled at by Lakers brass. So I'm willing to bet that has something to do with it. Yeah, I mean the Ball family is certainly not at their highest moment right now. Um, but I, I mean honestly, I, I I think more than anything, um, it's not so much that you know LeBron doesn't have faith in what he can be. LeBron just knows he has a short window in front of him right now. 15 years, yes, he's getting better, but at the same time, you know. Father time is an undefeated foe, and the bottom eventually drops out at you, and you can't wait two, three, four years for a guy to reach his prime now. You have to play with in-prime players, and luckily that's what the Cavaliers have right now. Yeah, he... um. You know, I had been one of those people that's like, well, maybe it's going to be L.A. If this kid pans out, maybe it's going to be the thing. But, you know, he's 15 years into his career, and so he's probably not going to want to, like, wait around. Like, he's in the I need titles now Now, mode. I need them now. I think the Houston Rockets... And people have been starting to like kind of you know kick that story up a little bit. I think that's a more likely scenario right now. Um, again, you and I agree. I think he is going to weigh this season out and figure out what's going on. I tend to believe that he's leaning towards leaving. Fantone's more of the, like the thought process that it's like he might leave, he might stay. Does not know what he's going to do right now. And I think more uh, more than likely, you're probably pretty right about that. I am. Um, I just feel like at this point, there's so much you know. 
potential in this year. And if he wins a championship this year, I, you're not walking away from that. You know what I'm saying? I feel that makes it even harder to walk away from. So as long as they're in the in the NBA Finals, I feel like LeBron stays a Cavalier. If they win the title this year, I think it's more likely if he walks away that it's a true walk away. Meaning, I'm not going to go play anywhere else. I'm not. I'm just play- going to call today. I'm not playing anywhere. Like, dude, I'm probably not going to win another. I'm 15, 16 years into my into my career. I've done everything I can do. My numbers dwarf Jordan outside of championships. You know what I mean? And so, like, other than that, it's like there's really nowhere else to go. So maybe if you give Cleveland another one, you're just like, you know what? I'm done. The LeBron retires talk. Jeez Louise, I did not expect that. No, I, I bet you did not. I kicked the Lakers' ass last night. Tonight's Cavs night in Canada. I was going to say, yeah, it's Cavs night at the like, charge. Sorry, LeBron's LeBron out, retires. guys. Sorry. Maybe he's gone. He's out. <laughs> he's out. No, yeah, no, I didn't mean to do that to you. But I think I think there is a, maybe a possibility right, of that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Did you hear also this? The, the, they fired Morgan Spurlock, LeBron's, uh, LeBron's company. I don't know if LeBron picked up the phone and did it, but his company had like hired Morgan Spurlock to be a director. If you guys don't know, he's that supersized me guy. And he came out yesterday, and uh, or I don't know if it was late the other night, but you know the story broke yesterday that he had pretty much laid on the sexual harassment sword and said, look, man, I've been guilty of this in my past. I'm part of the problem, and I'm pulling from memory now. But he had said he, you know, he had cheated on every wife or girlfriend he had ever had. Which right. again, I don't think that that's. Not, I mean, it's not good, but it's not necessarily criminal, right? But he said, I guess there was a woman who worked for him. He called her sex pants and hot pants or something like that, and then paid her a settlement when she walked out, uh, or when she left the company or whatever. And then there was like one other thing, and it wasn't great, but it wasn't like groping, it wasn't rape, it wasn't touching. And the guy came out, and nobody had to like rake him over the coals for. He said, "Look, I just want to get this out here. There were some things in my past. I'm, oh, you know what it was? There was a girl in there college. There was rape allegations. Yeah, there was there was a girl in college that that had said that you know he called her a partner and said it had ended up with her claiming rape. However, he did not say like you know what I mean like he th- how that whole thing resolved. And so I thought it was weird to move off of him. I did." I thought it was weird. As, as a as a business owner, I understand why you don't want that stench around you, why you don't want that issue around you, and like that's your decision to make there. So I don't. I mean, I honestly, if I if I ran a business and I had a, an employee in a high profile position, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, these are the things that have happened to me, it'd be like, I'd probably be like, all right, man, it's time to time I, to move on here. All right, yeah, I had forgotten about the thing in college. If I take that, and this is a big what if, but yeah, like, it, I, mean, I mean, it's too hard. Yeah, you know what? It's not even worth doing that at that point because it is there and you know what I mean it did happen I just I, I wonder if is that going to stop other guys from coming out there and, and and doing the right thing and by saying you know what this is there because there are well, guys who are guilty of this who will never be found out isn't doing the right thing though accepting the consequences of your actions there it's not just saying hey I'm sorry I did it and pff, now I'm good and everyone has to love me again All right, everything's yeah, there's, fine there's a good but not right? everybody has I to mean, love you again right yeah. and like if 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 your if your business decides like hey dude we don't want that in our company we don't want those 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 rumors around us we don't want to have to worry about you repeating behavior again like we're moving on from you you know what it is it, it's you, you know what's happening here in my mentality is that we've seen so many of these so fast over the like last like 60 days because it's been like I think it's only been like under three months since Harvey Weinstein happened right we've seen so many of these so fast and this one doesn't feel as bad as like Russell Simmons raping four women and like all this stuff that's like ah maybe Morgan Spurlock can you know what I mean maybe that can be all right and maybe that's what's happening to me here yeah because that part's not great the thing that happened in college is not great I wouldn't suggest calling a woman in your in your office sex pants 
But that to me is is a very far cry from rape. But I forgot about the girl in college with those allegations. And LeBron, I mean, dude, he's a big target already. And so, yeah, you know what? Maybe he's got to do it. Otherwise, it's like, man, LeBron, the biggest athlete in the world, is going to stand by this. Yeah, you're probably right. There are certain things that in your career you have to do for your career so you can save your career before somebody knocks that down. So I was in the theater last night. I saw the new Star Wars. I got opinions. I will give you no spoilers, but I'll give you opinions next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're online at WRQK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, podcast it right there. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Munch on Sports. Catch them weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the uh, free iHeartRadio app. And also right here at 7 o'clock, get his take on uh, LeBron and the boys taking care of business last night with the Lakers in town. And uh, we'll ask him about John Dorsey saying, you know, the previous administration had not put any solid players on the roster. And people freaked out about that. And I think you guys forget about what the NFL used to be like 10, 15 years ago. Parcells would have said that all day. And you'd have been like, that's a football coach, man. That's a football guy. But Twitter and social media and today's day and age of like, let's put, you know, spray everybody down with Glade and wipe them off so they're nice and clean and shiny and nothing bad should ever fall on them. You guys think John Dorsey's being mean. He's not. He's being a GM. Welcome to business. There's no room for your feelings in business. Can you get it done? No? Get out. That's how this business is. You should hear the way like program directors go over tape with you while you're sitting in their office while they're making you better. There's no kid gloves. They tell you that you suck. This sucked. They never tell you anything that they liked. They sit you down for two hours and tell you everything you did wrong so you can stop doing it. That's what needs to be done. I have no problem with what John Dorsey said. None. Absolutely none. They're grown men making millions of dollars. They can't handle a little back talk from the GM. Then they're in the wrong line of work. Toughen up. Maybe then you'd win a game. Just my opinion. So I saw Star Wars last night. And that dude, I got to be careful here. All right? Because right. everybody hit me up with this yesterday. Do whatever you do. No spoilers on the show. Okay? Fair. So, fair. Fair. Yes. Fair. I, I would, wouldn't want to do that to you. I like the series enough. I would not want to do it to you. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a it's line mean. somewhere across, uh, you know, maybe it's a month out or maybe it's, you know, I don't, I don't know where it is. But the day after, you kind of got to give people some time. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Right? So, how about I'll tell you this? There's nothing to spoil. Like, there's no big moment. Like, in The Force Awakens, the first one that Disney put out, Han Solo dies. That was, like, the thing people were telling people. Like, that was, like... That was the no-spoiler moment. That was the no-spoiler moment. Right. There is no Han Solo dies moment in this movie. None. I kept waiting for it. I was like, where's the thing that nobody's going to want me to tell them tomorrow? Literally never happens. Well, that's not a good sign for a movie, I don't think. I don't want to go overboard here because I know people think I'm getting old and I'm just guilty of hating everything. (laughs) And that's why, dude, honestly, otherwise I would be tearing this movie apart. But I want, I want to try to be as fair as I can. But I, I, there were legitimate points during the movie where I thought about walking out. Really? I thought about walking out. Really? I didn't pay for my tickets. Somebody, a listener was nice enough to buy wow. me my tickets, and they were expensive. They were 25 bucks a piece. 
And I was like, that's not right. Don't do that to somebody. All about walking out. But there were multiple moments during the movie where I was like, dude, just give in and go to bed. Just give in and go to sleep. Wow. It wasn't late. I didn't stay up and go to a minute. I went to a 6 p.m. showing last night. So it wasn't like I was up late and crabby and didn't like it. No. It's just okay. Wow. I will say this. It is the weakest of the new Star Wars movies by a very, very long mile. Long mile. Long mile. I mean, it was just, it was just okay. Um, just okay. And I feel like you're being a little, I feel, and like, dude, I feel like you're being a little nice with that, that one. That kid who plays <laughs> Kylo Ren is the worst actor I have maybe ever seen in my life. Now on top of that, let's take the fact that not only is Adam Driver a terrible actor, but he is so goddamn ugly that you can't help but just look at him and go, dude, look, how big are those effing ears going to get? How awful are the Dude, his lips are atrocious. It's just like I was just sitting there looking at this screen going, dude, you are too ugly for movies. How did this happen? You have no talent and you're not pleasant to look at. Yeah, I mean, even ugly people in movies are usually pretty good looking people. William Defoe can at least act, but he's, a, I mean, he's miserable to look at. Um, wow. Wow, dude! Wow, like this all is very—I'm I'm, I'm a little taken back. Me too. I'm pissed because now I got to do now I got to do a show about other things today. I'm mad. You know, I'm mad. I wasn't Star Wars last night. I was like you effing bastards. Now I got to prep when I get out of here. Okay, so uh, didn't necessarily meet the Stansberry stamp of no, approval. Nowhere there. near it. Um, what was the? You know, I know Luke was a big part of it, right? Yeah, like, huge so, part. Huge part of it. Yeah. Which I would have thought no. that story continuation would have been like, okay, well that would have been enough to drag you. In, um, what was the Carrie Fisher involvement? I know she died in the middle of like the movie or filming of it or like whatever. I mean, she was in that movie, right? All right, again, no spoiler, no spoiler. She's in the whole movie. Okay, okay. So, so you get Leia. Uh, that's well, a little bit of a spoiler. I, um, but you get enough Leia. Okay. I, I, you know what? I can't say she's in the whole movie. You get enough Leia. Okay. She's a part. I of don't the feel story. like. Oh my god. So like they literally had to like shoot around this. You don't okay. feel like that. Okay. All you right. don't feel like that. She's in more than enough of the movie. I, uh, I'm, dude. I, I really am. I mean, I'm surprised. And I guess I can't necessarily. I shouldn't necessarily be because. We've talked about this a hundred times when it comes to Star Wars, is that eventually you get super saturated with a product and you go too and far right. and it's like, dude, we've gone to this well so many times now and uh, I, I, I guess I just didn't think it was like oh. going to be this next one. Oh, dude, before the movie, it's like Disney's got a Star Wars cruise line now oh, and it's like legitimately, it's like, dude, they're wringing every dollar they can get out of this. Yeah, I saw on the internet yesterday that it's like Star Wars lettuce in the grocery stores now. Oh, yeah, no, they got like, Star Wars stickers on produce. Right, yeah, right. Like, I mean, it's awful. So... You know, everybody's telling me, you know, Facebook told me last night when I, because I was, I said, I was like, I, I didn't want to say too much because I knew I had the show to do. So I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, he's a bad actor. And they turned it into a comedy. And they did. I mean, Fantone, it's a buddy comedy. Really? Like, it's joke after joke after Jump joke Street. after joke. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a buddy comedy. The movie starts with, like, a guy in an X-Wing attacking, like, the New Order or the First Order. Sorry. It's, like, the New Empire. All right. And he's pretending he can't hear the guy on the phone, so he's playing telephone with him. Get him! And then the, one of the guys in the airport says, I think he's tooling with you, sir. I mean, it's like that bad. Wow. 
I mean, dude, it's like joke after joke after joke, and it's just there was a little bit of that always in Star Wars. But what made Han so funny is that he was always joking when he shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? And there was a very little bit of it. They sprinkled it in. Now, it's like the whole movie is joke after joke after joke after joke. I mean, seriously, it was like Beverly Hills Cop in space. This is essentially Star Wars 8 or 7, 8, 8, I think, because the 1, 2, 3 were the prequels, 4, 5, 6 were the originals, originals. 7 was the last one to come out. Well, so the Force Awakens, then Rogue One, then this one. But Rogue One's its own separate, right? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if we're gonna do a go by, <laughs> if we're gonna go by nerd boner well, star just, lines, I'm just yes. trying to. I'm trying to say. So if obviously you felt like this is the worst of the new ones, Wor- by a long mile, you can't even put it into the conversation with the originals. Then, so you're saying no. this is essentially as bad as the prequels? Yes, wow. it is the worst movie since the prequels for wow. sure. Wow, dude. For sure. I mean, dude, it's closer to the prequels than not. I feel like, honestly, like, I kind of feel bad for you. Like, I I'm kind pissed. of like, I kind of like, like, I like, I wanted this to be good for you. I wanted you to enjoy this. I wanted you to have your moment. It was, I mean, dude, when I, w- at the end of the movie, when the credits started to roll, people stood up and clapped, and I turned around and I said to the people that were sitting next to me, I was like, what the f? Sorry. I said, what the <laughs> hell are you clapping for? What the hell are you clapping for? The fact that it's over? Remember I said yesterday I didn't want to watch it on my jailbroken fire stick right. because I didn't want to steal it. Right. And I said, well, maybe I'm allowed to do that because I'm going to go see it three or four times in the theater. Right. I've seen every Star Wars movie in the theater three, four, five, six times. I will not. That Dude, once was enough. Like I told Phantom before, before we came on the air, I said, dude, I'm worried another Star Wars fan is going to make me watch it again. Dude, it was bad. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. Now, let's get into hot take, though. Okay. Want to go down hot take, though? That's where we live, baby. All right, Star Wars fans, you ready? Ready to get really pissed? Ready to really hate me? Let's be honest about this series. Let's really be honest. You know what? I'll get you into hot take, Bill. I'll rate the entire series movie by movie. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. Get his take on John Dorsey, his comments, uh, LeBron and uh, company taking care of the Lakers last night. If you're in Maslin, I would uh, I would avoid 16th and Walnut. Apparently, there is a broken down semi flipped over, from what we understand. That was uh, Todd Porter from the Canton Repository uh, letting us know that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you to the Canton Rep right there. Yeah, Appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, Good source of information there. And uh, yeah, 16th and Walnut, uh, Maslin got a semi turned over. It's bad news. It's going to slow it up. All right. So I kind of uh, I kind of gave you a review of The Last Jedi. Yeah. And dude, I really want to be careful. I don't want to go too far. But I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. I'll be honest with you. And it's two hours and 32 minutes long. Like, geez, dude, wrap it up. Like, it it felt long. I can't wrap my head around that where it's like everything else in society right now. It's like, nope, we don't have the attention span. We can't do it. Quick, bang, boom, in, out. We're here. Tweets, only 140 characters. But now it's like, nope, we're going to make every single movie two and a half hours long. Jeez. Those comic book movies did that. Like, which, by the way, the, the the they show you the they show you the preview for the new Avengers movie, Infinity War, or whatever it is. It's like, guys, come on! How many of those do we effing need? Well, we, I don't know. We got thirteen Star Wars. Yeah, and, and honestly, and you should have stopped at ten. I it, so here's the thing: it was not very good. I'm not going to go overboard and talk about it. Oh, Disney ruined it, and it's awful, and it sucked, and this and that. It didn't suck. It just there were moments though where I thought about walking out. 
where I was like, all right, I I think I, I think I'm done. I think I, maybe I'm done. And then I was like, well, don't walk out. That's kind of mean. But and then there was part of me where I was like, dude. You're kind of t- like, dude. Just go to bed, man. Just fall asleep <laughs> right just, there. Maybe you Dark just fall asleep room, right, right here. Maybe you're done. So then I was like, all right. So I got into like some discussions with people on Facebook last night because this guy Michael was like, "You're in the minority. Everybody else loves it." And I said to him, "I was like, yeah, dude. It's because everybody else is a super fan." I was like, "If you took the if you took the tag Star Wars off of it and you took the music out of it and you said, here, here's a new science fiction movie, you'd hate it. You, like you would hate it." If it was not tied to the storyline that you love, and this was like, you would you would be like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, hard for super fans to be objective about something one way or another. But I mean, I'm a super o- fan. Often, oftentimes, though, you've either got people who are going to just blindly love it, or you've got people who are just going to be like, not as good as the original, blindly hate it. You know what I'm saying? And so, I don't like, want to be that guy. I'm right. not that guy. Right. So right. you gave it a fair shot, and if you felt like it wasn't up to par, I feel like that's a you know, it's an honest assessment from you as opposed to just you know. A blind fandom. So um, let's let's rate the series. Okie dokie. Okay, we'll go all the way back to the original movies. A New Hope. Now, so visionary and ahead of its time that you kind of have to throw it in the great category. However, to me, good, not great. Good movie, enjoyable, really good. Okay, definitely my favorite of all of them. A New Hope. Yep, the first one. Really? That's my favorite Star Shot. Wars movie. Empire Strikes Back. Fantastic. Best of the series, hands down, in my opinion, the best Star Wars product we've ever been given. Very good movie. Hard to Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi, mostly a waste. Mostly, like, what are we in this for? Oh, yeah, that's right. So Kenner can sell toys. Like, that's why that, I mean, that there's a 30-minute music video with Muppets at the end. It's terrible. Like that, dude, Return of the Jedi is awful. Like, let's be honest. Everybody's been, dude, all Star Wars fans have kind of admitted in our circles for years. It's like, yeah, that's like the illegitimate kid our wife had that we don't really love as much as our kids. Like, we all know that, right? So then you skip forward to Lucas and the prequels. All trash, no redeeming qualities whatsoever. It never happened, right? (laughs) We all know that. They're trash. They're awful. Come on now. Let's not revisionist history it. And all maybe right. this part was good. Well, Attack of the Clones all right. is all right. Well, Revenge of the Sith might have been just okay. No, they were all trash, and you know it. <laughs> they were trash. All right. Okay? Then you get a Force Awakens. Solid reboot, and you can tell J.J. Abrams, Abrams knows how to direct a movie. Solid reboot. Not the best movie you're ever going to see. Solid. Rogue One, the rest, which was the second of the Disney movies, everybody tells me, oh my god, the best movie since Empire. And I saw it and I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I th- The Force Awakens was better than, the, than Rogue One, if you ask me. Rogue One, good, not great. Much like A New Hope, good, not great. And then this one last night, take the prequels out of it, it's the worst movie in the series. By a mile. Do you not like Star Wars, dude? No, honestly, I sat there. No, because I did. I reflected on it when I got home, and I was like, this series has done a fantastic job of robbing us of of money over one movie. It's really Empire. Outside of Empire, the rest of it's like, eh. Like, Empire's like the gold piece. A New Hope's pretty good. And then the rest of it's just like a big ball of meh. It really is. Like, let's be honest about it. It's a big ball wow. of meh. It really is. Wow. I, You know, I said this to somebody last night. They're like, it's still Star Wars, man. I was like, no, it's not. 
That's the thing. It, you know what this movie is? It's like a 2017 Kiss record. It says Kiss on it. Doesn't sound like Destroyer. I mean, that's what it is. Here's the thing. You know why, honestly, why it's making me so crazy? Is that the Star Wars fan base has been trashing the new video game, Battlefront 2. Which I'm telling you right now, if you didn't like Battlefront 2, don't go see The Last Jedi. Battlefront 2 is the movie The Last Jedi should have been. The video game is leaps and bounds better. It is so much better. It's crazy. Outside of Empire, man, I'm telling you. A new open empire. Outside of that, the series, 40-some years, big ball of meh. <laughs> Just being honest. Just being honest. You know I'm right. You can hate me all you want Friday. Dick ruining my childhood right now. But you know I'm right. You're in your car alone. You can admit it. Empire's the only one you really liked. You know it. What the hell was Jabba doing? What the hell was going on in Jedi? Really? Starts with the, half of it's the droids, half of it's the Muppets? Come on. Luke doesn't have a hand. The whole thing. Come on. Bad. Very, very bad. More Stansberry Show and Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Hey, welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And... Joining us the way he does every single Friday at 7 o'clock, it's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, happy Friday to you, buddy. Hey, go thank you, guys. You know, as much as I'm a fan of Mondays, because we miss our families on the air and the people, our fans that listen with their fans, I'm a fan of Fridays, too. Don't get me wrong. I treasure Fridays. And, uh, you know, the first thing i got to hit you with is this, is that I didn't know where you want to start, but... Get up this morning and notice that uh, Brock Eisweiler threw two touchdown passes and ran for one yesterday. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like what what I, is going on? I, I I will say this about Osweiler's two touchdowns: we waited a decade for him. So I mean, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, way to go, Brock! <laughs> way to go, buddy! I know I saw a lot of Browns with you know sellers remorse this morning because of that. I I'm fine with Osweiler not being here. I uh, I we need to move forward to John Dorsey. And I'm starting to like John Dorsey. And well, bro, guess what though? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, so no, no. I, and so he said this yesterday, and I just feel like social media has made people soft. It's made us too soft. Okay. Because John Dorsey came out. Because you're a wuss. You you hide behind stuff with anonymity. Well, I just think it's like people no longer have stomach for the uncomfortable statements. Like you, because everything, Ooh, okay. everything's so polished on social media. Everybody has to be so good and so pure. And look, this is the best version of me that we no longer have stomach for when somebody is giving you harsh truths to your face that you need, which is the previous administrations did not hire, did not get you good enough players. To me, that came off like a Parcells Belichick statement. And it's kind of what you need. But then the Browns media went, Oh my God, how mean. And it's awful. And it's like, dude, these guys are millionaires who are playing a game for a living. If they can't tough it out over criticism from the GM, then this isn't the job for you. Right? Yeah, bro. Number one, when he said, that quote unquote, do you notice this too? Not guy. Kasashi's the only one gone right now right. that's not a player. The guys before me right. just didn't pick, you ready? The word real football players. Well, you know what? Those guys actually should not be here any longer. And number two, 
That gives you the reason why they're 0-13, even with huge shortcomings. At number three, you know what, man? Then get rid of these guys. I was asking the fans yesterday, start naming them. You would be shocked at some of the guys that people name that they don't feel are real players. Some of them may have a good game, and they disappear for two or three. But he told the truth, and, Dan, I got roasted for it. And, Matt, that's why for... Now, over two years, I've been saying, I don't give a you-know-what right. about the draft races because these guys don't know what they're doing. And so, bingo, I finally have, you know, guy has got inside my brain and said, wait a minute, this cat's been right all along. So, yeah, I have no problem with that in any way, shape, or form. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I honestly, it. it gave me, like, a boost of confidence. Like, oh, my God, somebody's going to hold these schmucks accountable. A little bit, a little, like, I love it. Drinking that orange and brown Kool-Aid all three of us a little bit yeah. right there. Um, that being said, John Dorsey has a lot of very big decisions to make up, including what he's going to do with that number one draft pick. Uh, Munch, I know we still got a little bit of time before that draft, but where's your head at? What are your thoughts? <laughs> you know what, Right today. Right today, I can guarantee you that he will take a, don't shy, don't be shocked, because you've got to finally draw a line and say, wait a minute, we need to get our franchise quarterback. I'm not certain it's Kaiser. If I was, I would tell you, okay? okay. So the bottom line is he will take a quarterback at one, and right now at five, you need another impact player. And we don't know where the Texans are going to finish. Right now, he's going to take Barkley, the running back out of Penn State. Bang, there you go. Here's the thing with Kaiser. Did you notice this, too? Is that he said that, they had Kaiser. He had Kaiser as the fourth-best quarterback. In other words, that's another slam saying, well, we know Trubisky was gone. Mahomes was gone. Why didn't you guys take Watson? Then because he was better than Kaiser ranked on our board. Oh, but you guys didn't know what you were doing. That's why you didn't do it. I, I agree. I You know, I... <laughs> I like John Dorsey. I think he, and I said yesterday on the program, Munch, that I think this is what's going to happen. It's just my opinion. I think Kaiser's back next year. I think he drafts a quarterback high in this draft, and then in the offseason, he goes and gets you a Josh McCown type guy, journeyman, not necessarily an A plus franchise quarterback, but a guy that can stabilize an offense and help you at least score touchdowns. And I think he runs a three quarterback room next year. But I'm going to tell you. Something I said that uh, and I back you up 100% next year in the quarterback room, which I will treasure. There's going to be a veteran. There's going to be Kaiser. And there is going to be a high draft trade. So let me guys ask you this, stupid. Now, I'm going to invite you on this. You know what? Going into the season, the reason I mentioned Osweiler is right today. Osweiler, Hogan, Kaiser, Osweiler, Kaiser, Kessler is a much better room than what they have now. But basically, Osweiler told little Tom Salt. Oh, did you remember this, too? is good or if not as good as he is, they pretty much insulted him with that press release they put out by talking about a number two draft choice and barely about him. But no, that high high drafted rookie and Kaiser in the quarterback room, I'm happy. Do you like the idea of them taking Saquon Barkley that high? I mean I know the running back position's been a little devalued in the NFL recently. Ordinarily I would say no. But guys again, now remember this. Your shelf life item is going to be three, five years tops. And, and, and if he goes more than that, then good, good. We've got a bonus on that. Ordinarily, I would say no. But watching him, talking to people, do you remember the name O.J. McDuffie, yes. Penn State player, yeah. Miami Dolphins player? O.J. feels that he is, uh, he's a local kid, feels that he is going to be one of these backs that you're going to be talking about 8, 10, 12 years down the line. Wow. I haven't heard that about any running back in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, if you end up with, like, a Zeke-type player, um, you know, then, yeah, then he's worth it. It's just, it worries me taking a running back that high. But if I'm he's, he's going to be that kind of kid, then I like it. So let me ask you the big question. Yo, stop. Because May, go. They've been, 
The Browns have been kind of it looks like, it looks like they're going to keep Hugh. Do you think Hugh Jackson is the coach next year? No. Wow. Wow. You know, I believe Jimmy said that in pencil. If they lose the rest of the games, and here's the thing, guys, I want, and, and you know me, Dan and Matt, I, I'm not happy when they lose, even with the scoundrels that they've had running this team, okay, including the owner. I still want them to win. Please, guys, if you can win one of the last three, beat the freaking Ravens on Sunday, you know? That'd this is good. a bunch of freaking just low lice. So knock them off. Win that game. If everybody says, well, if we don't win Sunday, then we'll beat the Bears. Hold on a second. Did you see what's happened since the Bears have taken the handcuffs off of Trubisky? I have not been paying he has a lot been, of attention. Has he been good? Yeah. He has been insane. You know, they, you know what they've had him doing? I'll go figure. They've had him running the football a little bit more. And I think I said this last week, the Browns have thrown two more passes than Tom Brady has thrown. So if I'm done, see, I'm wow. grabbing you in a one-on-one say, wait a minute. You don't have good quarterbacks. Why are you throwing more passes to the, than the GOAT? The greatest of all time. That's Tom a Brady. Point. It doesn't make sense. But going back to you, okay, they go all 116. One, and my gosh, 31 is, is just, you know, the worst ever. And you can say, well, Tampa Bay only played 14. Nah, they won two the second after going winless. So we, we reversed it. But number two, you come out next year, that'll be your telltale. Say so if they would start 0 and 3, 0, 0 and 4, then he'll be gone. So when you said, will he be the coach next year? I don't believe for the entire year if he starts with the team. If you could, let's. Wow, guys, you know what? Why can't we just talk football and how happy we are, right? <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let me ask you this question. So, Munch, I'm going to make you the GM of the Browns. Who, who, okay. would, who would be at the very top of your coach hire list? Dude, you know, right now, I got to tell you, I'm, I would go again, which I said last time around, make freaking Tony Dungy an offer. He may wow. tell you to go pound salt like uh, like Coward did because you know what? these guys are only making a few million dollars for doing TV on the weekend. Okay, right, yeah, that's power. I, I would go right to Tony Dungy. I really would. He says no, fine. Uh, I'd go to Chucky again. Start at the freaking top. Why start in the middle? And if these guys say no, they say no. I. Uh, I but Dungy, Dungy would be my top. Wow, that you you took me aback with Dungy. I was not expecting that, and I don't necessarily hate the idea of that. I worry with with Chucky, as you call him, Gruden. I worry that he's been gone too long, and that the game's different now, and that it's very different than just watching quarterback tape. I don't know, and so like I, I think there's a reason why he constantly dips his toes in the water of like maybe I want to coach again, and it's solely because he wants the money from ESPN, and they keep giving him more and more money. I'm not sure his heart would be in it, Gruden. Where I think Dungy is, well, he's, a, he's a football guy, and I think his heart would be in it. You know, and here's the thing, too, please, and he's, he's one of our local boys, okay? And, uh, you know, his dad may be listening right now, uh, Mr. McDaniels. But the thing is, please, as great of a coordinator as Josh McDaniels is, be careful with the Belichick tree. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Yeah. Be careful with coaches off the Belichick tree. You know what? It's, it's funny, too, that uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson or guys like that, too comfortable. Now, the game has definitely passed them by. But it'll be fun to see. Dorsey's got a lot of links, got a lot of times. And guys that turned down the last regime, I guarantee you they won't turn down Dorsey. why they turned down the last regime? Because they knew they didn't know what they were doing. I think John Dorsey's got respect of the league. And I think um, I, I, I talked to a couple of Kansas City fans yesterday who told me they were furious when they found out he got fired. And, they, and, and one of them told me, they're like, dude, that guy's going to have you guys a powerhouse in two years. 
I'll take that. And, you know, something else, if people talk about friction with Andy Reid, this and that. No, you know what? Bottom line with – see, I, I keep forgetting. I haven't talked to you guys since last Friday. Yeah. The bottom line with John Dorsey, he's not the paperwork guy. So, in other words, say, Dan, you're the GM, and, and Matt, you're the vice president of you know, player personnel. you got to tell Dan, hey, Dan, this contract's coming up, okay? But that's okay with me. Because he's evaluating players. Guys, i got something heavy to hit you with, too. Okay. And this has to do with the Kenny Brett release, not just for dropping passes, but also he was supposed to be a leader in the clubhouse, in the locker room, on the practice field, on the sidelines during a game, on the field during a game, encouraging guys to snap. We can't encourage them. This is one of the heaviest things I've ever heard. And John Dorsey has said this to one or two other players. When he let him go, he also told him, because, guys, I don't mind telling you this. Oh, how do you say this nicely? Uh, the guy's excrement, okay? That's oh. all I would say about Brett, <laughs> wow. is that he has been out a lot. He has actually jacked a few people in bars, and his buddies have paid him off, okay, wow. to um, you know for these guys to walk away. But John Dorsey has told, told him at the time that I don't want you in the same city where I'm going to live or I'm raising my family. Wow. That's heavy, guys. That I mean, I was down drill at one time. I was never told that. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I got to tell you, the more I hear about John Dorsey, the more I'm really starting to like it. And, I, and I'm thinking maybe – Maybe we got a huge piece of this puzzle figured out. I love it. I, I believe we do. I got to be honest with you, Munch. I love it. Munch, uh, dude, I love you. You know I love having you on. Catch Munch, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy. Have a good weekend. I apologize. I only gave you 100%. Today. I usually give you 110. <laughs> no, dude, I'm not. I'll take the 100 every last time. Thanks, man. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106 Knock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. So the big story yesterday was net neutrality. <clears throat> they had the vote, and apparently, I, you know, I wasn't watching it. But apparently they had to like leave uh, leave where the vote was taking place over some security concerns. And then they all were put back in the building or whatever. And then uh, they did the vote. And they have repealed net neutrality. And I'm not surprised. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. Not even a little bit. I'm not surprised that the people who won't let you say and wait for it, the S word on TV and radio, wanted to take this away from you. I'm not shocked. I'm, I'm just not shocked. Now, I am disappointed. And I think, and I don't want to go overboard here, because if, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't know what this is going to do long term. I know that your life is going to get more expensive. That I know. Anytime you give a company the right and the ability to charge you more money, they're going to do it. I mean, that's why they did it. Now, you could make the argument that we are to blame for this a little. In the sense that these companies that, that supply you the internet are also the same companies that were supplying you cable, and you have gone out of your way, and myself included, to cut the cord and to do all these things and this and that. But my problem with that theory is of making it our fault, and normally I'm that guy that's like, dude, it's your fault. Nobody's doing anything to you. It's you, right? But the problem with that is, is that I cut the cord not out of I don't want to pay you. I cut the cord because your product wasn't any good, because the shows weren't any good. The TV wasn't worth it. If you gave me the product that was worth the money, if I felt like shows were still good, if I felt like things were still entertaining, it's not the money. I'll pay you. I just wasn't using it. But it is going to be a factor of why they did this. Is because everybody's so proudly saying, ah, well, pff, I don't even watch TV. I cut the cord. I steal my cable. I do all this. That this is a, one of the ways they're going to look to recoup that money is by, is by repealing net neutrality. Overall, I think this will be a detriment 
to the to the end user, you and I. I really do. I don't know that. I just I'm suspicious of it, and I don't think that there's a benefit to me, the end user, of repealing net neutrality. Yeah, that's the thing that I just can't find in this equation. Is where does this make sense for users? Where what do this, I get? Right. Where does where is this like a benefit for anybody on the end that isn't a that isn't a telecommunications company? Because at this point, it's just like this seems to be one of the things. That's kind of uniting um, people who usually feel like, no, I hate you. No, I hate you. You don't make any sense. No, you're wrong. And this is something I felt like most people were against yesterday, regardless where you stand on other issues. I hate government overreach, right? I hate it. And so I'm one of these guys that, what do I always say? Dude, the government can't even get the mail to my house on time. That's why FedEx and UPS are a thing. That's one of my biggest statements, okay? But I work in a business that had been deregulated. And let me tell you, it destroyed it. It destroyed radio. Why do you think Cumulus is in the tank right now and filed for bankruptcy? Deregulation helped lead to that. Sometimes regulation is good. I can't believe I just said that. Well, but I mean, that, that's, but, but it ruined the radio business. I, I think that's the thing is this isn't even like really a push at regulation. This is a push at like at, at, at equality of the sense of like, no, it's it, it, I don't even feel like this is like there's there's times there's like, well, that's a that's an unnecessary regulation. Yes. This isn't this. This isn't that. I don't, isn't this I don't is a think regulation really like this is this is leaving things equal. Like, I, right. And so, yeah, again, maybe that's why I don't feel like I like I'm going against what my normal ideals are but i can tell you i mean dude i mean to deregulation ruined the radio business i mean that's that's it's why you know when you guys you know and my boss is gonna get so mad but this is why when people like text me or you know message me go why is this to this and why is this sound just like this that's why deregulation was why that's why that happened i think a lot of people probably still feel a little bit like they're getting passed by with this issue i mean i this is something that i kind of started paying attention to a while ago late we but, both but yeah i mean it was a little right. we were still late but like this isn't necessarily I don't think like like dinner table like conversation yet so I think a lot of people probably don't really know what this means and what this is all going to end up being for them um, a little bit you're right that we don't know yet I don't think it's necessarily going to be crystal clear but basically what's happening here is uh, the, your internet provider whoever it is and whether it's through your cell phone through your, your home Wi-Fi or whatever they now have the ability to give priority or deprioritize certain, to certain websites a certain outlets, right? So, so whatever they own is going to work great, and whatever they don't won't. Right, right. And I, I, you know, especially since most places you don't have very many options of which internet provider you're going to have available. To we you. don't have an option, do we? So at this, you know, I, I don't want to say like this is just giving like companies the ability to monopolize things, but like but it is. It feels that way to me. It is. That's absolutely what's going to happen, for sure. And I can't, for the life of me. Figure out why you did it. I, I I can't believe like I now I guess there are people who are like looking to block this now and there's going to be other things right. that happen and maybe and who maybe fingers crossed. But if I'm the president, I don't know why I would have been all right with this. Now, like you united both parties against you yesterday. Now, there's been the argument of, made like real people. The 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 this all came to be like the laws of net neutrality and 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 trying to keep that level playing field. 
all came to be under President Obama. Right. And I don't know if that's so much like a, hey, huge credit to President Obama, because it's like, well, yeah, of course he's the one who had to decide on this, because the internet, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, wasn't in the same place that it is now. So that's just like, well, yeah, of course I'm the one who dealt with it, because I was the one who was, you know, president at that time. But like, if this is, and this is what people have been saying, well, he's just on, you know, President Trump is just on a mission to undo anything that Obama did, regardless what it is, regardless what the context is, regardless what the benefit to the country is. I think there's is. some truth in that. I think there is some truth to that. And I, if that's the case, I mean, that's, dude, that is absolutely ridiculous. Doing something that, that a vast majority of Americans feel is a mistake just because the other guy did it, like, that, I mean, that's, that's the definition of petty. I mean, when I saw this yesterday, I was like, well, there goes your second term, dude. Right? Because you got... Cons- Dude, re- young Republicans don't like this either. Uh, the thing young I'm gonna, conservatives don't like this either. The thing I'm going to say about that is, is that, en- is that, is that enough, to, is that enough to, to, to shake his faithful? I don't think so. I do. I don't. I do. I, because this hits you where you live. This isn't, like, this isn't border walls. This isn't travel bans. This isn't sanctuary cities where you don't live. This is in your bedroom. This is in your kitchen. This is in your living room. This is your job. This is everything. And I think, honestly, man, that th- this is one of those things where I saw yesterday and I was like, all right, every bad thing will have a silver lining. Right. And to me, my silver lining is, okay, we're about to be a unified country under this issue. Really? Yeah, I really, really do. I really think he's going to catch a lot of flack for this because, again, most people just want to do their eight, go home, and let Netflix wash over them, right. and his crowd especially. So, like, it, it, dude, it, and now that's not going to be a thing. Like, it's or depending on where you live or who you got, maybe Netflix won't. Now people are going to say, "Well, this will create more business because then these companies are going to create streaming services." Great, and then they're all going to be fighting for content, and then I won't be able to watch what I want. Yeah, Netflix came out very vehemently against. Oh yeah, this. they're against it, and, and of I, course I, they. I, I don't think the argument really is going to hold up all that well when it comes to, well, this is good for other businesses. I feel this is terrible for businesses. If you're like a startup and at once upon a time, most businesses were, a, you know, you're, you're an Uber and now it feels giant. But at the same time, once upon a time, that was a very small thing. They're not going to have the ability to play on that even playing field and they're not going to have that ability to grow because if, if they don't have, you know, if they're not in bed with that telecommunications giant, they're never going to have the ability to for their for their platform to run. Yeah, this is this is all. Ultimately, it's bad for you. Like anytime you see politicians jumping up and down talking about how great it is, you got screwed. <laughs> like I'm just telling you, dude. And I know I'm that tinfoil hat guy who doesn't trust government, and I don't. And I, I believe it's a license to steal. I think you see it on your local and state levels. I think it's it's why nothing ever gets done. It's why you're you know you flip through the newspaper and you're like, oh, we're gonna do this. It's gonna be twenty billion dollars. Oh, okay, well, whatever. And then nothing ever happens. But that twenty billion dollars got spent. It's because they're stealing it. And so like I think. There's a lot of that going on here, and I, you know I don't want to go overboard because, to be honest with you, if I was to sit here and say that I understand every nuance of net yeah. neutrality, I'd be an effing liar, and so are you if that's what you think, that you have a full understanding of this. Yeah. So I want to stay even-keeled and try to be like, all right, don't go overboard. Don't just hate it just because it was Trump. Like, Let's see what happens, but ultimately, man, as a guy who feels like the government's in my, in my life way too much, I can tell you I'm working in an industry that went through deregulation. It didn't get better. Things got worse. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 
Hey guys, you guys, Sam Spray here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision. Big or small. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. I think it was under a month ago where we made you aware that a, a, a girl that was burning up the porn charts, August Ames, had killed herself. It was like a week ago. Well, yeah, I was going to say it wasn't that long ago, right? Where uh, there was some online harassment stuff that had happened, and then next thing you know, we uh, she had hung herself, and so people were making the link there. And now, uh, from Men's Health, I'm being told that porn star, and I've never been able to say this woman's name right. Yurizen Beltran? I don't know. Also known as Yuri Love. I don't know what that's about, but every porn girl's had like 10 names in that business. Like every 5, 10 years, they change their name and do it. I don't, it's very weird. They say her cause of death is unconfirmed at this time. She's only 31 years old, though. When she was 18, she launched her first official website, also appeared in Penthouse and Lowrider magazines. She's also performed for Brazzers, Bang Bros, Mofos, Hustler. There, and all of them. All of them. <laughs> all the porn. All, all the stuff you won't be able to see very much anymore. Or it'll be slow, or it's going to cost you a ton of money. Net neutrality. That, it's, that will be the... I mean, honestly, that's what we're all hanging on our... Right on the edge of our seat for is like right. what happens to porn now? Yeah, I mean, and I know you know the streaming sites that we're all so accustomed to have all spoken out against this. I mean, Pornhub has 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 you know campaigned against this for what feels like years at this point. They've been uh, they've kind of been one of the people who are ring, who are ringing the alarm bell first. And um, I, I well, you honestly, know what they're worried about? What is that? They're worried about the morality police slowing down porn and letting everything else go the way it is. They're worried about morals coming into somebody else's morals coming into the speed of what you're viewing. I think that's a very fair that's you a, know absolutely concern. when half when when half the politicians out there are, are you know what I mean talking about family values and this and that of course they're going to use this to angle at that. Yeah, and I mean you just have to think that a lot of these telecommunications companies now don't get me wrong there will be some because there's money to be made but a lot of them aren't necessarily going to want to partner up with Pornhub or X videos or anything like that. So they're going to be on the pay no mind list. They're right. going to be like the top of the pay no mind list. Um, now, at the end of the day, though, porn is making money and it, sometimes it makes I don't know me how. scratch my head, but like somehow or another it is. And somebody is going to want to make that money. We I, I, we've talked about this before. I think at any given time, uh, you know, and seventy eight percent of statistics are made up. But I think at any percent at any given time, over a third of people on the internet are watching pornography. So like, Jesus. so if, if 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 that's the case, and there's that much traffic, and there's that many eyeballs, and that much viewership, they're not just going to leave that all, that money on the table. Somebody's going to pick it up. Somebody's going to be like, all right, you know what? Hey, you pay us as this internet service provider. You, dude, we'll be the one that gives you porn to high speed, baby. We'll give it to you as fast as humanly possible. So a buddy of mine hit me up last night and says, you know what's going to happen here? And I think he's nuts. I, I don't see this. But, uh, you know, to be fair to the conversation, we should explore another angle. But, like, he claims what's going to happen here is that your internet, what this will do is essentially is that this is going to turn into, like, you, like Dominion Gas. Right. Like, they're going to, essentially, your bill is going to be, like, what'd you use? Like, how much were you consuming it? 
what were you using? How long were you on it? And it'll be done by it'll be done by usage versus of what you pay versus like here's your flat rate every month. That I don't want. Yeah, I was gonna say. You I don't forget think to I shut like down your either. computer or if things are running in the background, like whatever. Like most people don't really understand how technology works. They just turn it on and go, oh my god, look at Jaden James. But like you don't really. So like I don't want to see that plan happen at all. I um you know I I don't ever want to be like well we couldn't improve it but like it seemed like everything was going pretty good to me you know what I'm saying like internet? as far as like the internet usage and like as far as like access was going and as far as speeds were going you know it's just all been like a constant state of improvement from like your online experience you know 20 years ago to what it is today it's just been like yeah dude everything's fine dude it's faster now higher quality stuff now videos are better like okay it, there's more you know it, there's more to be had there's more stuff there's apps there's smartphones there's all these things and now all of a sudden it's just like i feel like this whole process is just going to be thrown into a tailspin i'm worried about my video games yeah well, of course right because that's i mean 90 percent of what you do playing games now is all streamed online so right. you're playing online and and, and and do they know that that's big business and so i got to imagine that they're going to crank up the money on that I um I, I I guess maybe you can make the argument of like well maybe we can a la carte our our internet services and therefore maybe you as the end user won't have to pay as much, um but that's what I liked about the internet is that it was an open forum and I could go do whatever I wanted and it's not like all right well I have the gamer platform and that way my PlayStation works with it and I'm happy with that but now I also have to buy you know the social media platform and I have to buy the porn platform and I have to buy the online shopping platform. For my girlfriend, oh, and you have to buy one that works with your streaming services. So it's just like you know, we've talked about this in the past with like you're going to see a streaming package fee on top of your internet right, access right, fee. That's what's going right. to happen. It, it, that's what's. Go- I'm being told that that the big porn companies own the tube sites. I didn't know that, and also I'm suspicious that's not true. Because why would they allow so much content from their direct competitors to be on their tube sites? You ever notice that? You go to one of those tube sites, dude, you get stuff from MoFo's, Brazzers, Bang Bros, Pornhub, or whatever if, the companies are. If if you take a step back further than that, does like is there a one parent company that owns a lot of those companies, that owns Brazzers, that owns MoFo's, that owns, well, you know. Well, so yeah, some of those things are in rings, right. and a company does own that. I don't know. I don't know who owns that, because I've always been curious about that with porn. Although a girl who I know who's still filming movies says that, you know why there's so much free porn out there? And she's like, you don't, she's like, you make the mistake of thinking that you're like a real porn viewer. She's like, Dan, you're not. She's like, real porn viewers are legitimate. Like, she's like, it's an addiction. They're in it. She's like, the stuff you're seeing on YouTube or like Pornhub and stuff like that. She's like, all those movies are five, six years old. They've already made the money off of all that. She's like, that's why it's out there. I was like, really? She's like, very rarely are you seeing something that was filmed in the last year on those things. She's like, it's always girls that are almost out of the business, retired, all this stuff. And she's like, that's why they don't care. She's like, because the porn addicts have already paid us the money for it. I Sooner or later, this is going... It, it Here's what I know. They didn't do this because it was going to benefit you, right? I mean, we all know that, right? I mean, nobody's naive to go, I bet Washington's out to me. help me. For me. I mean, the government's out to help me, right? I mean, they're definitely here for me. I mean, come on. You can't be over the age of 19 and still be that naive. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. The first dude in the country to tell you the truth that the new Star Wars movie is just okay. Wasn't that good? So I read this. 
you know, the internet was there 15 years before net neutrality laws, and then nothing, and everything was fine. Why does everybody? Of course, everything's a doomsday scenario with those stupid libtards. Yeah. You know why they started to sign those laws in effect? Because companies started to figure out how to be evil with this new piece of technology. That's why laws end up happening. is because somebody figures out how to exploit it. It took a while before that. And also it took a little while for people to catch on the fact that the people were exploiting it. You can't give me the it existed before net neutrality and everything was fine. Really? So you're still using the internet the way you did when Prodigy was your, was your internet service provider? Which, by the way, was a closed source? Which only gave, which Prodigy only gave you access to stuff that they had. That's true. I had Prodigy when it first came out. You were all, you couldn't access everything on the internet. You could only access what they would give you. So no, not everything was fine before that. I'm not saying it's a doomsday scenario, but Jesus, like let's not pretend like like people aren't out to hurt us here a little bit. Nobody's doing this to help you. Come on, who's who's out to help you? Triple A maybe, but you pay him to do it. Like outside of that, who's out to really help you? Nobody. Jeez, man. Like I'll admit that I don't understand every nuance about it, and I'm not doomsday scenario in it for you. But I know it's not good. Yeah, and I think most people do need to be a little bit more honest with the fact of, much like any other time something comes out, we're all of a sudden constitutional lawyers. We're all Man. of a sudden doctors. Man. We're all of a sudden like yeah. like experts on net neutrality. Okay. Nobody's an expert on anything. Nobody. So there are double standards in this in, in life. Yeah. We talk about them a lot on the program. And, uh, they, and, and there's definitely some differences in the sexes and how we handle stuff, right? And... Men will talk to their buddies about their sex life with like their wife and or girlfriend. Now, you may clean it up if it's your wife a little bit, but you're still going to have the conversation about it, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely when it's, you know, the, the, the partner that you love as opposed to just a sexual conquest is going to change. Yeah, you're going to class there. it up a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. right? When you're talking about your wife, because you want your friends to be at least be respectful of the woman that you're married to and right. the mother of your kids, right? And not that they shouldn't be respectful of just your girlfriend, but y- you guys get what I'm saying, right? But there is something that happens in men where when we find out that the women are talking to their girlfriends about the sex that they have with us, we get we we tighten up. Very concerned. We're like, what? 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 Why? What are you saying? Why are you doing that? Why? And, and, and why is that? And it's because you're afraid that you're not quite the lover that your reptilian male brain tells you that you are, right? Yeah, I mean, we all, I mean, it's a huge part of our machismo. It's a huge part of, like, how we define ourselves as men. And it's because you sex- don't have a huge part. <laughs> it's through sexual prowess, it is. And that's exactly right. Well, this woman wrote an article, actually, for Men's Health, and she's saying, guys, if you find out your girlfriend's talking about your sex life with her friends, you should be happy, okay. not sad. Okay. She claims that the only reason they'll do it Primarily, not the only. That, that that was a little bit of reach. She says here, most of the times when they'll do it, it's because they're happy. She said it's a good sign when she's willing to pass out those sex stories. She's like, it's usually because the sex was noteworthy. She's like, it's normally only the epically great stuff that we're talking about with our friends on Sunday mornings after you've had sex Saturday. You know what I mean? After the bar, or whatever. I don't know if I buy that. She goes, now, occasionally the hilarious, unfortunate stuff makes its way through into the girl talk, too. Right. She's like, like an unexpected micro penis, which means really small penis. Right. And she says here, which if that's your problem, if you have that, she's like, if you give us a heads up first, we won't, it, it won't be a problem. Is, and, and imagine bracing somebody for that. She's unbuckling the pants, just so you know. 
there's an inch and a half in there. Yeah, I, I like how she says an unexpected micro penis. Like, there's ever an expected micro penis. Like, I like bet you, this like guy's you got a tiny some dude. Like, oh man, dude, I bet you just barely bigger than my thumb. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's expecting that? She does go on to say here though that women will not go over the details of how many minutes you lasted, rating your moves, or imitating your O face. She says, you know, if your sex life is truly awful. She said she's not going to say a word about it to her friends. She's like, because then she's like, she's going to be mocked by her friends. Now, yes, until she breaks up with you. Right. And then, and then, but that's what women do, right? When they're with you, best guy ever, love them, best guy ever. The moment she breaks up with you, small penis, terrible in bed, because they know that's where our pride is based. And so what do women do? They go all, they do, they go off road. They just do, they do, they just say awful stuff to and or about you to hurt you because you hurt them in the relationship. Every woman goes to small penis the moment you break up. So this argument or this article is kind of making the argument that women are going to live their life kind of like how they live on Facebook or Instagram or social media or whatever, where it's either they're going to put the best forth you know what i'm saying hey here's us on vacation and hey here's the my instagram other, effect right okay. hey here's All me right. really getting d down Whoa. or they're going to uh, nice. essentially lie about it or not say anything about it they're not going to go with uh hey you know my it's life is great. terrible right now especially I, I i would imagine if you're married right like you may tell your best friend the real deal about your husband but you're not going to tell the book club because that, you know what you don't want is right. you know the rest of those bitches secretly hate you when you're not saying it right there because welcome to human beings. We don't really like anybody. The moment they're not standing there, it's like, yeah, I don't really like that dude. And so the moment you leave book club, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I knew it. John and her poor girl. She hasn't had an orgasm in six years. Yeah, I, I think who the audience is and who she's talking to is going to make a difference. For but sure. I think for the most part, if you're going to be talking about like sexual things like that, they're probably close enough to tell the truth to. Right. I mean, like, are you just are you talking to the sex with the book club are you are you know what i mean yeah like, i dude i don't know i mean i you know i i guess i don't really know um th- because i would doubt that women have the same ego that men have especially around sex i don't think right. women define their worth by their value in the bed she's not being like yo i was popping that pee last night on the thing dude i was doing it yeah i don't i don't know if that's necessarily i mean i do know women who are ultra confident about their ability to like you know have sex with you and like their abilities and this and that and they they were right they were they're outliers yeah you know but that, I mean? that's not yeah that's not the thing where men really do base their self-worth on this how many beers can i crush right you know what i mean right. and how many women can I sleep with and how good am I at it and I you know I it is weird though man when you find out your girlfriend's talking to her friends about sex you're like oh god what did she tell them like what what was it this was it that was it this because you're worried that the worst performances you've ever had with her is what sticks out right. in reality what she's walking away with is an average yeah what you're what you're running through your head is the football follies of the last year and you're yeah. just thinking to yourself oh you my god you think you're the browns uh, right. and she thinks you're the lions right 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 that's exactly <laughs> what happens there yeah so you know don't worry about it so much there I uh yeah that's I do worry about this stuff though I um I, I don't necessarily worry about it especially not in, like my relationship now I feel like is okay but like you're right it's it's when you're heartbroken it's when you've gone through that you know that breakup that's when you're number is one, this why we broke up you feel like you're the worst person on the face of the planet anyway and then you just know that it's because of your penis even though uh. it's not you just you're just you're just so pissed at it you're so angry at it like I, I you don't you don't think logically in that moment Dude, I gotta tell you I give any 
anything to be a Ken doll. Really? Like, dude, my, <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Like, my penis has done nothing but destroy things my entire life. You know what I mean? Like, it's just constantly telling you to do stuff you shouldn't do. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, dude, that thing's terrible. Honestly, man, I hate it. Like, I keep telling people, I'm 40. I can't wait for erectile dysfunction, man. I'm finally getting some peace around here. We have Kid Rock tickets. We'll get you hooked up around 840 this morning on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. So if you've been looking for a new car, 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Kid Rock tickets around 840. We'll get you up with those. Also, we do have some tickets for the Canton Charge game tonight, as it is Cavs night at the Civic Center. Fantone's pumped. Dude, I'm so friggin' excited about tonight, man. I honestly am. I'm always excited to go out there, but tonight in particular, I know the house is going to be packed. First, uh, 25, uh, first 2,500 fans that come into the uh, Civic Center there, they're going to get hooked up with a retro Cavaliers t-shirt. You're going to have all sorts of Cavaliers legends there ready to sign autographs and you know, take yes. a selfie with you, you know. Larry Nance is going to be there, which nice. is pretty, pretty cool. Um, the Cavaliers, or I'm sorry, the Charge are going to be wearing Cavaliers style retro jerseys, the orange and blue. Oh, I love so, those. Uh, so, so those are going to be auctioned off at the end of the night. Salvation Army is a huge partner in all this, so uh, very excited to be there. Hope you guys come out. If you do not have tickets yet, we're going to be giving some away later. Uh, but you can always visit CantonCharge.com. Tickets started just eight bucks, dude. Yeah, it's a good just I, honestly, eight dollars. It's a good value. I was actually talking to a young woman who lives here in the area, and she said, "Hey, she's like." I saw you at a at a charge game. She's like, I, you know, I follow you on Instagram and Twitter, and I saw you, you know, we're at a charge game. She's like, is that cool? She's like, did you enjoy it? And I said, yeah, it's awesome because she's a huge Cavs fan, like huge. And I said, you, well, you like hoops, right? I was like, you seem to be like posting on, you know, all your social media about how much you like, you know, basketball and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I love it. I said, if you really like basketball, then yeah, I was like, hey, you'll absolutely love it. You're close to the action. Um, you, you know what I mean? Very rarely will you sit that close to the Cavs game, so you're right up on it. And, you know, it's guys playing their hearts out because, you know what I mean, they're trying to get to that next level. I was like, so it really is. And then when you combine, you know, she's got a young son. So when you combine... You know the you know the ticket price and what like the concession prices are. It's a, it's a very reasonable night out on your wallet. So speaking of uh, your wallet and and having to spend some money, buddy, you had to throw down some cash yesterday, huh? I had did. To, had to upgrade your life. I did upgraded it. Um, yeah. Yesterday, no, it was the night before. I uh, was getting out of my car and it was snowing and blowing, and I felt something fall out of my pocket, and I thought it was my wallet at first, and I'm like, son of a bitch, and then I look down and it's my cell phone, and I'm like, oh, and I knew at that moment that the phone was dead. It was in like a pile of snow face down and the phone had been acting up for a while. So I I, I was like, well, it sucks because this thing's dead. It's toasted. It's not going to work anymore, but it's good because this is the thing that's finally new pushing, phones are fun. Pushing me off my yeah. ass. You know so what I mean? You get? What I got, I got the Google Pixel 2 uh, XL. XL. So dude, I before the Star Wars movie yeah. last night, you know, they showed commercials on the screen. Yeah. Um, one of the things they did was they did an ad for that phone. And I have the iPhone 8 Plus, and I just got it. And I got to tell you, after seeing that, I almost wish I would have went with that phone. Especially right. now, I don't want to get all the way back into this. But with net neutrality, you are really going to – it's really going to come down to – what companies do you want? Who are you signed up with? And Google's probably who you're going to end up wanting to be with overall, I would think, just because they kind of run everything now. And so you've had the phone, what, under 24 hours, but yes. you dig it? Um, 100%. I'm so impressed with it. Um, you can squeeze it on the side, yeah, right? Yeah, you can squeeze it on the side, and I can do like... 
uh, hey, Google, you know, uh, play the Beatles. And it'll, you know, come up and it'll play like, all right, you know, Beatles Sweet. Um, or whatever, you know, you want it to do. Or you can ask it a million different questions. What's really cool about it, I don't know if the iPhone has it. Do you have, do you have a fingerprint ID on the back? Not on the back. It's on, it's on the home button on the I front. I love this fingerprint yeah. thing. And it's nice because it's just You're like You're holding it like that anyway. That's where your phone, nat- your finger naturally goes. Because like mine, like you can... All right, so like yeah, it's the home button here yep. on the bottom and the center, and you, I can program multiple fingers. So depending on how you want to hold it, so I have both my thumbs and both my right. index fingers right. as my fingers. But it, on the back, you're holding it like that anyway, and your index fingers right there. Like that's a good feature. The, the camera is unbelievable. Like I mean, really? like I mean, you can just kind of. I'm sure you know, iPhone's yeah. not bad either, but you can just see like the visual, you know, like the no, quality but iPhone, of it. I mean, do their cameras better in this round of phone? My A plus, it's much much better than my previous iPhones. I still don't think they're up to snuff with like some of the like. That phone. I'm sure as I continue to you know move forward with it, there's going to be things where I'm like, oh my god, look at that, that's so cool. Yeah. Um. But one of the cool things yesterday, and I really do have to tip my hat to Verizon. You know, a lot of times it's like, dude, I hate paying my cell phone bill and everything's such a pain. Um. But they were so quick yesterday up at that Belden Village store. They were so like helpful and like really made everything really like easy for me. Um. And one of the did you cool- deal with a mirror. What? No, I did not a deal with a mirror. I dealt with Brandon or Braden or, or something like that. Braden. And he did absolutely amazing, dude. He was. He was great. Um, But the cool thing was, is I was like, all right, well, I was like, I know I'm eligible for an upgrade, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, what do I get for this trade-in on this phone? And he's like, well, he's like, I can't get you anything off the phone, your new phone. He's like, but what I can give you is a Google Home. And I was like, oh, so yesterday, bro, I decided I'm just leaning into it. You said it that, you know, you've got to pick a company and kind of like, that's going to be your thing. Googled all the way out is what I'm going with. You got a Google Home. I got a Google Google Home had it all set up yesterday, dude. It is awesome. Now, I'm, like, it's so, so cool. I'm I'm naive to a lot of this stuff, right? So, because you're an Amazon Prime guy, mm-hmm. like you have that, like so. How? Because don't Amazon's got Amazon's Alexa, right? Correct. And then like Google's the Home, right? right. And you, yeah, you say hey Google for that, you know. So. Is there crossover capabilities for your... Yeah, and my girlfriend has an iPhone, so we've got a little bit of everything within the hey, household. you got a mishmash. We've got a little bit of everything within the household, but I, I, I kind of figured the way that, you know, that I'm going to set it up is like my Prime I'm happy with just because, number one, of the free shipping, and number two, there's original content. I feel like it's a good way to, like, watch TV for the most part, um, but I'm not necessarily like, hey, I want to go all in on Amazon just because I feel like Google's kind of the more tech company, encom- all-encompassing company all there. Things. You yeah. know what I mean? I and, would agree. And a big part of that was is is when I, when I got set up with that Google Home yesterday, he was like well he's like you know this is like the base like this is where you kind of get everything started he's like but let me show you what else you can do with your house and when it comes to like setting up your home in a like smart fashion and stuff, right? when it's your lights when it's your thermostat when it's your locks you can buy like specific you know ex- or, or, or like they had like they showed me yesterday they have like fans they have like you know you can get something to put in your wall outlets where it can control your wall outlets so if you wanted to turn your space heater on you know 20 minutes before you get home Bam! Get that done. Like you can do More that. More importantly, turn it off if you left right, it on. Right, and there's a million different ways that you could like look at it. Where that's it's like, cool. oh, well, that's gonna you know that's gonna make my life so much easier. The security system that it like it, you know that you can marry with it. Now there was a bit of concern with me yesterday. I, those things freak me out. There was a bit of concern with me yesterday where it's like, dude. 
you are signing up and leaning into like a here, company. Just take take just my take life. my information, right. take my life. And I, I was setting my phone up yesterday and syncing it with everything. And it was like, do you allow Google to do this? And I stopped reading. I was just like, yes, yes, yes. They I can don't do whatever care. they want. Access it, do what you want. And now the truth is, I, you're probably there already. You know what I'm saying? Me getting this phone. I mean, Google already had my information. Google already knew who what they know I was everything they for. want to know about. So you, like, bro, so right. like that that was and that was a part of what gave me comfort. Is I'm like, dude, if they wanted this information. If they want my social security number, if they want to know, you know, what websites I'm visiting, they already know that stuff. That's not something that they can't get to. So really, what kind of privacy am I giving up? Like, yes, access my camera. Yes, access my friends list. Yes, access my, you know, my GPS location. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, on I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I've clicked OK on my phone on all that right. stuff, too. Right. So it's not like anybody. I mean, do privacy is long gone. I, right. I think we all know that privacy is now long gone. We gave it up for cool stuff. And but I do I do those things make me nervous like the in home yeah I, and and again this is me just being old and paranoid <laughs> and all that you know what I mean there is there's Yelling part clouds. of that for sure there's part of it but I, you know dude I'm a talk out loud guy like I think out loud I don't I mean I'm not responding to myself and stuff but I'll work out arguments I'll definitely like I definitely do this in my apartment like I'll think about what we're going to talk about on the show the next day and I'll be like all right well, what do you want to say and I'll just walk pay, pace back and forth in my apartment and I'll just say things out loud so I can kind of hear them right and dude I don't want that stuff going on and then I don't know dude then I'm saying stuff out loud then I'm ordering stuff and then what's the next thing dude then you start having sex with a chick on the couch and then your Google Home starts mocking you for being terrible at it like dude, <laughs> dude I don't know you know what I mean boy I don't know I don't know if I'm ready for that man that sounds like that sounds like a lot Google Home's not a bully it's not gonna be like it's not gonna no, be dude, like you don't think these things are gonna bully you at some point you don't think you dude you're gonna be Keaton in your own goddamn house that's what's gonna happen you know what I mean? That thing's going to be making fun of your nose, making fun, calling you ugly, telling you that you're different, making fun of you for it. Yeah, I don't know, man. That stuff makes me kind of paranoid. But if I was going to switch phones, and I'm happy with my 8 Plus. I really am. Right. I like Apple, right? But if I was going to buy a phone that wasn't an iPhone, the Google phone is the way I would have went. I'm a little jealous of you right now. I'm not going to lie, dude. It's awesome. It is. Mike writes in and says, with the Google Pixel 2 camera, he says, I don't know if Fantone's messing around with it a whole lot. There's different features in the camera, but you can take a photo sphere. And it's a picture making the photo 360 degrees left, right, and up and down, making it one giant photo. What? So, you know. No, dude, I haven't. I know there's going to be a million things where I'm like, oh, my God. So if you, dude, if you have Camera pictures are flat. They're not round. (laughs) Camera pictures are flat. I want some advice. Yeah, I want tips. I want all that stuff. Yeah, hit uh, Fantone. Hit hit Fantone up on Twitter, at Fantone. That's how you can do that. Um, I have said many, many times that I try not to get offended by a lot. And that one of the things that I find to be really, really offensive is stolen valor. If you have not served this country in a military branch and you tell people you have, that to me is disgusting. We have a little bit of a story that's similar in its... um, Similar in its situation. We'll tell you what I'm talking about if I can figure it out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're online at WRUK.com. Have Kid Rock tickets for you. Momentarily, you'll have them. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need. You know, I've been reading, uh, well, Facebook a lot, you know, this morning, like we always do. And, you know, Fanton and I will occasionally do this. We'll, we'll just, we'll stumble across posts we see, we just can't get past it, where it's like, oh, my God. And let me ask you this question, buddy. All right. Because I see this one a lot, where people kind of, you know complain about the, you know their problems and air out their dirty laundry on Facebook, and I'm totally guilty. I'm not knocking you. I'm totally guilty of this. But like, I hear, I see this one a lot. Oh my god, my ADD's out of control. Oh my god, I'm so ADD. Oh my right. god, I'm ADD. I'm ADD. Right. 
And so I have a question for you. If we still called ADD learning disabled, learning disabled, like we did in 1986, you think this many people are still claiming they have it? Oh my God, I'm still learning disabled. Eh. You think? Yeah. As a matter of fact, if we if yeah. we if we if we didn't shorten, if we didn't abbreviate ADD, and we and we called it attention deficit disorder every time we mentioned it, you think this many people are gonna be like, dude, my attention's deficit. Like I don't know, my brain doesn't work that great. You think people are claiming they have it? Probably not. I, I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. But we softened the terminology so people wouldn't get made fun of, and now everybody's claiming that they got it. Hilarious. I thought about that last night, actually. So I was like, man, my ADD's out of control. And I was like, man, I remember what my dad used to call a learning disabled. That was mean. <laughs> you know I mean? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, but I bet that's how they stopped everybody from claiming that they had it. Probably like the wasn't the worst thing in the world. I just thought that was interesting. I hate stolen valor. And I feel like that's pretty easy, right? I feel like we should yeah. all be like, dude, don't claim that you served in the military if you didn't. I don't know of anyone who's like, you know what? We need more of in this country. Stolen valor. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty pretty easy to jump on that. I don't really like words like offended and disrespectful and like all this stuff. Like, I, I just feel, you know, not that, you know, things aren't disrespectful, but like, I feel like people just jump the gun on that kind of stuff and go there way too fast. But really claiming that you have served this country in the military when you had not, I really do find that to be really disrespectful. It's just not cool. It's just not the thing to do. A, a big part of it to me is it's always for such like minuscule things. It's always like oh, so you spare can, change, right? So you can get more spare change. You can try to like get you know a free meal on Veterans Day or something like that. And I always just think about like. Dude, you you look at you look at the very tough road that you know veterans have to go through when they come back home from war. Like you look at how tough that readjustment period 22 is. Twenty two a day commit suicide, and 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 and, and you just want to like piggyback and grab the good things and be like, yeah, hey, Applebee's, give me a free meal on you know on Veterans Day. It's awful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just for like you, you're you're, you're 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 doing such an immoral thing and such a disrespectful thing for like nothing. You know, I mean, like it just it it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Um, and I, I guess another version of this would be posing as a first responder, police officer, um, maybe you know a paramedic, something like that. Right. Again, I, it's not necessarily the same thing, but it's closer to it than I would want you to be. Well, and it, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it, also it's a major crime. Impersonating a police officer is a major crime, and it should be. And honestly, I guess at that point, you're probably even getting into more of a, uh, a you know a, a situation there because if you are impersonating a cop, how how is how is the public supposed to react to you? At least with like a military member, you have no authority over me. You can't come like say like yo. What are you doing over here? But yeah, that's a, interesting. As I a want, cop, are there? I don't know. If, are there laws against that? Like it I know, impersonating yes. a cop, there's a law yes, against that. Has to be. But in Buffalo, New York, a man has char is being charged for posing as a police officer, not because he was trying to pull people over, not because he was trying to like use his power to get sex from women, right. not any of this kind of stuff. Right. Like any of the stuff where you'd be like, all right, that's a, like I get. Not that you should do it, but I get why you would what want you to abuse your there, power right. there. Right. This guy wanted free coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> Apparently, he was trying to get not even free discount. According to Outlet, he flashed a fake badge and a gun in Starbucks around 11 p.m. Jeez. And then asked for a discount and claimed to be a detective. Why'd you have to show him the gun? Like, the badge wouldn't have been enough? Like, yo, man, I'm, right, I'm, I'm on the right. job. Can I get a ring right. on this? He then left that Starbucks and tried to pull the same exact, like, heist, they're calling it, at another place called Spot Coffee, which is, like, I'm sure a local chain there in Buffalo. 
God, how much coffee is this guy drinking at 11 right. o'clock at night? The 48-year-old had a BB gun and was arrested later that night. Wow, fake gun arrested later that night. Dude, fake gun running into real cops. Normally that goes real bad. He's been charged with criminal trespassing, criminal impersonation of a police officer, and menacing. This is, yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get that. First of all, for a discount? Now, I guess maybe with that discount might come some sort of level of respect or appreciation when you walk into that store again. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he's trying to, you know, look like the man, look like he's, you know, uh, somebody to be respected, I guess. But, like, yeah, dude, I mean, Starbucks coffee is expensive, but, like, not only that, but today, in today's day and age, the way a lot of people feel about cops... I don't know if I'm telling people I'm a cop when I'm not. Well, and I mean, like, I guess this this point is, is that, like, doesn't this totally fly in the face of all Starbucks, you libtards, you just hate police, and you hate the army, and you hate Christmas, and you hate all those things. Starbucks still giving cops a discount, right? That's good. Yeah, that is not, right? that's not I bad. I mean, like, right? I mean, you gotta give Starbucks a little tip of the hat there. Speaking of which, I went to a Starbucks the other day. Yeah. I was in Target. And so I was like, all right, you know, and a woman was dragging me through Target to like do some Christmas shopping, okay. you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh. A little holiday shopping uh, there. Uh, and so I was like, all right, well, you know, you go and start shopping and I'll be over here, at, you know, getting the Starbucks there. Right. And so I order it and they give it to me. And this is what I suggest you do with Starbucks. What is it? Okay. When they give you the cup. Yeah. Put it to your mouth and drink it. <laughs> okay. Don't examine the goddamn cup and then try to, like, you know, fight. You know, do you people in these Starbucks cups? It's like Nicolas Cage in those goddamn movies where he thinks, like, you know, on the back of the Declaration of Independence there's a treasure map. It's like, why are you reading the tea leaves on the outside of the cup? It's a cup. It holds liquid. It's As a matter of fact, they give you a sleeve to cover up the thing that you don't like on the goddamn cup. They give you a little ring sleeve to cover up the two hands that are holding. I can't for the life of me figure out why we're still battling about coffee cups in this country. What I want is coffee cup neutrality. Can I get that? Can I get some coffee cup neutrality? What's the rule on that? 15 years before coffee cups, they were pouring it in your hand. Remember when it was just fine 15 years before cups? Pouring it in your hand. You were fine. That's what deregulation is. Give me your hands. We'll pour it right there and there. We have Kid Rock tickets. We'll take all of 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625. And then we will start the final hour of this really well put together show this morning. <laughs> Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandstone Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come are some tickets for the Canton Charge Game tonight. It's Cavs Night down here at the Civic Center. I believe you get a t-shirt. Coming oh, the yeah. Door. First 2,500 people through the door get a, get a uh, Canton Charge t-shirt. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a retro Cavalier styling Ooh, charge shirt there. Nice. Absolutely awesome. Might have uh, might have grabbed one that fell off the truck myself already. Uh, but, dude, it's going to be a great night. It honestly is. Uh, charge games are always fun, but the environment tonight is going to be a little something different. Electric. Yeah, you got the uh, you got the Cavaliers girls coming down. You got the Cavaliers screen team coming down. Cavaliers legends in the house, dude. I'm so excited to meet Larry Nance, dude. I, that's going to be one of those moments where, like, I'm, I'm a little bit starstruck. I'm going to be, like, a little bit like, damn, dude. Done Larry it. Nance. Did it. I have met Larry Nance. I met Brad Doherty, Larry Nance, and Craig Elo. Yeah, no, this happened. 
Dude, and, and my dad was furious. Ten-year-old right? me is so jealous of you right now. So I, that's about how old I was. Maybe 10, 11, 12, maybe somewhere around her. All right. And uh, the three of them came to Koenig Sports. <laughs> which still, I don't even think it exists Hell anywhere. No, it doesn't, dude. Koenig's. But they had a huge one in Solon. And I grew up in Aurora Shores. And so that was like the closest like place you would go for civilization and shopping was Solon. And because uh, when I was growing up there in Twinsburg and Aurora Shores, there was nothing there. It was farms. And, I mean, nothing there. And, Back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. And so, like, we went, and I remember, I'll never forget, dude. My dad was like the greatest dude ever, best guy you'll ever meet in your life. But he bitched a ton. Like, sound familiar? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sound familiar? So, like, the moment we get there, and he saw the line like wrapped around the store, <laughs> I could hear him underneath his breath, just like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe I'm doing this thing for my kid. He's gonna lose this picture in like two weeks. Right? Won't even remember being right. the whole thing." And sure enough, we waited in line. Yeah, but I got to meet all three of them guys. The uh, the uh, the the orange and blue Cavaliers, some of my favorite basketball moments, and those jerseys that the Charge is gonna be wearing tonight, dude, they're absolutely sick. Uh, they're limited edition. They'll be up for auction, and it's uh, all brought to you by the Salvation Army. So. So Cavs link can tickets still available. Can't charge.com or go stop by the Civic Center box office. That blue and orange is my favorite color scheme of any Cleveland sports team ever. Which is crazy to think about because you say orange and blue, and those sound those colors sound so contrary to each other. Like yeah, why but the would Gators they, look good you know, in Florida with it. it yeah, right, I mean it does. Right. It works out, man. Right. It really does. And it's my favorite color scheme. And as a matter of fact, I've been kicking around the idea of a food business that I can get into outside of the radio business right. and that I want to do here in Canton, Ohio. And that's the color scheme I'm going to use if okay. it ever comes to fruition. We'll right. see on that. I do have a Cavaliers question for you. All right. As apparently uh, they played the Lakers last night. They did. Lonzo in town. And I don't know if this is after the game where LeBron has his jersey up over his nose and mouth, or under his nose, or over his mouth, and so does Lonzo, and they're talking to one another. Yeah, talking at half court after the game there. And, you know, everybody's like, caption this and this and that. And so people are going to speculate of what the conversation was going on here. But so my question is, I don't think they're colluding. Dude, I'm coming to L.A. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, why would you why would you say that in the middle they, of the court? They got each other's numbers, I'm right. sure. Like, they right. can reach out, and agents, and this and that. They can get to one another for all that. So I don't think that's what it is. However... I'm just going to ask you this blanket question. That is why athletes do that, though, right? Is um, it because so many cameras and it's like they don't want to mouth, they don't want it like reported of what yeah, maybe was said? I, I think that's probably fair, especially okay. when you look at you know who was involved in that moment right there. Um, and you got to think too, LeBron definitely not new to the game. I mean, no. what was it a year ago or two years ago? He, he accidentally flashed his dong on camera, Jeez. and I mean, and that was it was 100 percent accident. A guy's fixing his shorts. The camera just happened to be at the right angle at the right time, and you know, there's all of a sudden LeBron's penis. That on camera person TV. still can't see, by the way. <laughs> But, you know I mean, but, eyeballs just knocked out. But it, 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 you know, you think Josh Hom knocked over a photographer? He, uh, LeBron, savvy enough to know that you know, like I said, all eyes are going to be on him. That moment was going to be broken down in time, and probably just like, dude, I don't want to have to deal with more of the headache. Like, did he say, "I think you're awesome," or did he say, "I think you're I'm coming to L.A.?" They look the same, same mouth movements. Right. I don't know. Well, if he tells him at half court, "Dude, you're going to be good, kid. You're right. going to be, right. be the real this. deal." See, he already thinks he's good. Go yeah. to L.A. Yeah. Um, um, but no, LeBron last night was, I feel like, very frank. Oh, well, yes, he was He was 100% good. Another triple-double. I think he uh, surpassed Larry Bird last night for the oh. most triple-doubles in, uh, nice. or, you know, on that ladder of the most triple-doubles in NBA history right there. Um, but he uh, he kind of made it clear yesterday that Los Angeles probably isn't going to be happening for he him. He says it's a lot of noise, right? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, but what, uh, what is he going to say? Well, r- right. But I mean, like, 
if 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 anything else, you could you could say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ask him about teams that I think he was honestly thinking about, it's probably a lot easier to say nothing. Where it's like this made it. I think it was very clear last night that he has no interest in being the person who's going to have to go lead that team by himself. He's got a five year window left, and I, it, why why are you going there? I uh, there there's definitely real points in that. In that argument, I'm not going to. I won't dismiss that as crazy because there are legitimate arguments in that. I just think if you say nothing, he deals with it more than dealing with. Yeah, that's a lot of noise. He didn't say it's wrong. He just said that's a lot of noise. If you say nothing, I think it helps keep the story alive. If he says what he says, you and I go. Well, what else is he going to say? Got, and right. then it's and then it's over. Um, I, I, I think it's uh, I think it's something too that um, LeBron really complimented Lonzo Ball. This was before the game. He complimented him on the way that he has been able to remain quiet and just let his game do the speaking, even though his game isn't exactly what everyone expected it to be. Um, he he was kind of complimenting him in the sense of like, dude, you're not letting your dad overpower what you do out on the court, and that's a good thing. Like by that you by you thing. remaining quiet. Now, if I'm Lonzo Ball, I've said it a million times, dude. I would have told my dad to shut shut up, shut up a right. million times over. Um, but the guy's been dealt the cards he's been dealt, and he deals with them pretty well. And I uh, I had low expectations on that guy coming out of college, just not low expectations, but I didn't expect reasonable. Him, yeah, I didn't expect him to come in and, and be the next LeBron James, and I think it's pretty clear he's not going to be. But that's okay, like. Yeah, he's, you're not going to be the greatest of all time, dude. Well, yeah, and not only that, there's just they're very different players. Like Lonzo's got a very, very different game than what LeBron has. So to turn on a Lakers game and expect Lonzo to look like a LeBron type player, I, that you're just going to you're setting yourself up for disappointment there. So I saw the new Star Wars last night. You did, and people have been asking me. Some of you didn't hear the first hour of the show. You should go back. So you can podcast. That. And uh, so some people really. Like, so you're you're one of the biggest Star Wars fans ever. So. A little bit of a yawn fest. I'll be honest with you. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't want to go overboard. I don't right. want to be. I don't want to be guilty of like, you know, the internet's hot take guys. Sucks. Disney ruined it. Of course, kids company ruined it. I'm not going to go that far. But it was not very good. It was two and a half hours long, and you could have cut forty minutes out of it easily. And I mean, easily, you could have cut forty minutes out. So of it. So pace was a big part of the problem here. Pace, huge issue. Huge issue. There were long stretches where I was sitting in my seat going, oh my God, something happened. And then something would happen and you'd be like, oh, well, no wonder they didn't have anything happen if that's what was going to happen. Like, Jesus Christ, we're just riding dinosaurs through casinos. I'm not exaggerating. They ride dinosaurs through casinos. Let that sink in, Star Wars people. They're riding dinosaurs through casinos. Yikes. It... I keep harping on Adam Driver, and if you don't know who Adam Driver is, he's the guy that plays Kylo Ren, essentially the new Darth Vader in this in this series of movies. That kid is one of the worst actors I have ever seen in my life. The only actor I've seen recently who's worse than him is that idiot who plays Jax on Sons of Anarchy. Like, dude, they're both so effing bad at what they do. It's crazy. It really seems like Star Wars has had an issue with uh, casting quality actors into villain roles because I know one of the main gripes against the prequels was that kid that played Darth Vader you know Darth oh, Vader Hayden Jr. Christensen. And he yeah. sucked. Oh, dude. He that, was, guy was, that guy was awful. I, 
hate them, and I'm going to cry. I hate them. Yeah, that was like the big scene in that terrible. movie. Yeah, he's terrible. That kid was awful. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe, maybe the villain aspect is, is, is what Star Wars is lacking here. May, that, there, there's definitely an argument in that. There were so many jokes in this new Star Wars movie, it felt like a buddy comedy. The thing starts out with like an, I can't hear you on the phone bit. Like, ser- I'm not kidding. The movie Jeez. starts with a, I can't hear you on the phone bit. Jeez. What? What did he say? Can he hear me? You're I can breaking hear up. Him. Literally, this is the line from the movie. Can he hear me? I can hear him. And the guy's mocking him on the other line, pretending he can't hear him. That's how the movie opens. Jeez. With a, I can't hear you on the phone bit. Jeez. Bro, and that's when I was, I, early I was like, oh, God. Like, there's so many jokes in this movie. I kept waiting for John C. Riley and Will Ferrell to show up to do the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, dude, it's like, it is a nonstop laugh riot. Now, I'm not saying the jokes don't work. They were, there were funny moments, and I found myself chuckling, like, all right, that line worked. But they're not supposed to be comedies. And I walked out of there going, you made a two and a half hour comedy where you blew some stuff up. Now, like, it's just, honestly, it, Disney's now made three of them. This is the worst Disney has put out in the Star Wars genre, and I'm saying by a very, very long mile. Now, does this give I mean, you, it's noticeable this is the worst one. Does this give you pause when it comes to future yes. products, when it comes yes. to the new Han Solo movie, when it comes to all that stuff? So, You're a little bit concerned. I'm, I'm, I am a little bit concerned is the right way to say it. Okay. I am still going to go see it. Okay. I am still very excited for the idea of a, of a Han Solo movie. Again, dude, you're getting a really good director there in Ron Howard, right? You're getting, um, I, I'm getting Childish Gambino as... Uh, Daniel, Dan, Daniel Glover? Yeah, yeah as, uh, no, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I'm getting yeah, Donald Glover as, 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 as Lando. So <laughs> Danny Glover as Lando would be great. I, uh, but I'm getting Donald Glover as Lando. So I got a couple of things that were like, all right, Donald Glover's really good. I mean, dude, that, yeah, kid, that kid's man. fantastic at what he does. So I feel like, all right, there's, there's some good stuff that's happening there, right? So I'll hold out hope. But, like, you could tell watching this movie last night that J.J. Abrams didn't do it. He produced it, but you can tell he didn't direct it because it's just, it, the mo- it's all over the map. There's no character development. It doesn't wrap itself up well. It's just like, man, this is honestly, if it didn't say Star Wars on it and I just went and saw a movie and I, that's the movie I saw, I would be in here telling you that it was trash. Wow. I mean, dude, it just, it, now I don't want to go that far because there were, re- there were parts of it that I did enjoy. And I love the series overall, but this is the weakest of the new three movies by a very, very long mile. Now, full disclosure, okay? There's a little bit of me that's hitting you over the head this hard with it. Therefore, when you go see it this weekend, you enjoy it. It's not that bad. I'm legitimately trying to make this a better movie experience for you, the Star Wars fan, because I wish somebody would have been able to do that for me. Because I want you to like it. Because we love this series. It goes back to our childhood and this and that. But if this movie had to stand on its own, it would be destroyed critically. Destroyed. Um, I'm glad you're not, you know, well, it's ruined my childhood. No, dude, I'm 40 years old, dude. My childhood got ruined by the guy who molested me. That's true. Um, <laughs> not but, Star Wars. But I, I, I will be curious to see, and I really think at this point, Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilms, boy, they've really got a challenge in front of them. If this Han Solo movie biffs out, if this Han Solo movie sucks. If you ruin that, it is over. I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and I know it feels like Star Wars too big to fail, but I don't know. I'm being asked, turd or not a turd? 
The Last Jedi, turd. Jeez. Turd. Now, again, Jeez. we did this earlier, and I'm going to do it again, and I'll do it quickly. Let's do the whole series. A New Hope? Yeah. Good. Legendary, before its time, ahead of its time, and all that, so you kind of have to put it in the great category for that. I still think it's good, not great. Empire, great. Return of the Jedi, a complete waste. Prequels, let's not even get into it. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Awful. Lucas should be drawn and quartered. Get it out of there. A Force Awakens, solid reboot. Resetting the story for a new generation. Sucked me right back in. Really liked it. Rogue One, again, we'll go back to the you know A New Hope. Rogue One was good, not great. Everybody kept saying, best one since Empire. Eh, I'd be careful with that. Rogue One, good, not great. The Jedi, The Last Jedi, much like Return of the Jedi, not very good. Um, honestly, dude, you, you, you're saying one great movie out of all the dude, Star Wars. It hit me when I was driving home because I was like, why? So is, dude, I was, re- dude, this is how bad the movie was, Fantone. I was reflecting on my drive home last night. Like, why am I into this? Why do I still like this? And I really started to think about it. A New Hope is better than I'm saying that it is. I just like Empire so much that it, it dwarfs it for me. So I will give this series, it's two movies deep. Two, so two out, two, of, movies. two out of ten are great. Is yeah. this franchise really that good? No. Wow. Wow. No, when I really sit back and I take my fandom out of it, and if I'm going to be honest about it, and not just like the 11-year-old me is like, dude, are you saying Han Solo's not cool? Like the 11-year-old, like if, if, if I don't wow. have to hear the 11-year-old yell at me, wow. to be honest with you, the series, overrated. Wow. I own every single thing Star Wars has ever put out. I've been playing their video game for three weeks straight nonstop. So I'm not a hater. But if all things considered, the series is overrated. I can't believe I'm saying that. I wow. feel honestly Neither I, can I. I feel like a total and utter traitor. I feel like a traitor. But I just didn't I didn't get it. I didn't like it. It fell very very short of what my expectations were. Now, expectations set happiness. So maybe this is on me. Maybe I went in there thinking I was getting so much. Although you got to remember, I walked away from Rogue One saying good, not great. So it wasn't like I was like, oh my God, I love Rogue One so much. I can't wait to see what they do next. It was good. Go see it. Take your kids. You're going to like it enough. But if you're expecting Empire Strikes Back, or if you're expecting something that good, you're going to be wildly disappointed. And I mean wildly. It's the weakest of the new movies by a long mile. More Stansberry Show on the way next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. So if you've been looking for a new car, they're 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. We still have charge tickets for the Cavs Night event that's uh, going down this evening at the Civic Center. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. Fantone and I agree on a lot. We're, uh, we're very similar in some ways, but we are very different in this way. And that is, I am a craft beer person, and you are not at all. No, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the opposite of craft beer. I want uncrafted beer. Yeah, you like, uh, you know, your grandfather's beer. You just do give him a domestic light, cold, like, 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 well, like Dirk Bentley would say. Dude, dude, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, they're all delicious and I want them. But no, you start to throw in like 
It's really hoppy undertones, and like I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. It's got that orange peel zest. I'm it. good. I'm good, bro. Have you ever had a craft beer that you did like? Like you're like, all right, well, maybe that's pretty good. Um, uh, can't think of one. Huh? I can't. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Like I mean, Blue Moon was considered to be the first craft beer, and Blue Moon doesn't suck. That's I a mean, weird. I mean, but, there's yeah, I mean, right. But at that point, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's even considered one of those anymore. It's not. And uh, I always like how like. I'm at a party or at a bar or something, and dudes will be like, oh, pfft. you want a real beer, bro? You want a real beer, bro? And well, I'm if like, I drink a bunch of these, it's still real enough for me to get a DUI. I've got one in my <laughs> hand. And it's like, dude, what did you drink 15 years ago, you pretentious dick? Like, what, you weren't drinking Bud Lights 20 years ago? You weren't? You uh, So so you just weren't drinking? Like, what, what were you doing? Yeah, you were. So they did a very small study. Yeah. Only 20 people deep. Okay. But they had them taste test local Christmas ales. Oh, okay. Like local year. Yeah. And right. they, you know, they wanted to figure out which one is actually the best. Because a lot of times what people say is, give me a Christmas ale, which is a great, that's much like iPod. It's like everybody calls whatever MP3 player they have an iPod. And that's how you can tell, like, you've made one hell of a product. Right. And Great Lakes has made, I mean, dude, forever people have been crazy about their Christmas Oh, it's the standard. There's no doubt. I mean, Great Lakes really was kind of like, I think, a lot of people's first, at least around here, people's first experiences, not only with Christmas beers, um, but with microbreweries and with, you know, with these craft beers and stuff. I I, I feel like, you know, the Dortmunder and the... Uh, oh, Dortmunder Gold's so good. And the Elliott Ness. And I feel like uh, those, those all existed and were all pretty popular in this area far before like the explosion of microbrewery. Yeah, no, Great Lakes was on it. They, yeah, they were really they were. really were early. There were there are some great beer states in this country. Uh, Massachusetts is a great beer state. Um Colorado, fantastic beer state. Oregon is a really 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 good beer state. Utah, pretty good beer state. And Ohio had been kind of put on the map. And currently is a really good beer state. You still get Great Lakes here. You know, you got Fatheads. You got um, out of Cincinnati. You got Rheingeist. Um, there's the Columbus Brewing Company. I mean, Ohio's really kicking up um, their beer game. They really have. And so they did a they did a 20 person test, and I felt that this was interesting. It is because out of 12 beers, they get it the 12 ales of Christmas. There it right? is. Yep. Number 11 Number was 11. Christmas ale by Great Lakes Brewing Company. Really? So it's fallen off. It's all these like hipsters. Oh, the too top cool tier. for that. Too cool for that. Well, see, I thought that, but what they did is they did a blind taste test. They poured this stuff ah. in glass and gave it to people. They did not show them the label, so they wanted their true to the heart, like what, purely on taste, what did you think? I'm Number surprised. 12 was Festivus Ale by Market Garden Brewery. But we've got that at the uh, that Christmas bar there, do by you? the way. Festivus? Yeah, the Festivus Ale. Yeah, we've got Christmas Ale, too. I haven't had Festivus yet. It's, uh, it's a little less. It's a little less um, Christmassy. I feel like it's a little bit more in line of like what I would want out of a beer, okay. and which makes sense. I mean, number ten is the Eth- is the Esther Esther. That's from Platform Brewing Company again. Getting getting a lot of steam lately. Winter Mischief came in at number nine. That's Loggerhead Smokehouse and Brewing Company. Which you, if you've never been to Loggerheads, you should go. It's pretty damn good. Okay, you got good food there. Um, number eight is. Wenceslas, if I have that right, by the Willoughby Brewing Company. And again, Willoughby Brewing Company, way ahead of its time, man. They got into the craft beer thing before, honestly, most people were ready for it. And if you've never been out to the Willoughby Brewing Company, you should. It's a, it's a pretty good experience out there. Good food. You can see the brewery stuff like right there. It's actually really awesome. 
Holly Jolly Christmas Ale, Fatheads Brewery and Saloon. We now have a Fatheads here in Canton, Ohio, and I absolutely love Fatheads. The food is so good. They've got the uh, they've got the Holly Jolly Christmas Ale at the uh, that Christmas bar too. Jeez. This is all brought to you by that Christmas bar. Scott got you covered, baby. Don't worry, your boy's Jeez. got you. Opens up at four o'clock today. Number six is the Eight Crazy Nights. It's uh, by Collision Bend Brewing Company, and them I don't know. Is that like a Hanukkah beer, the Eight Crazy Nights? Oh, I wonder. A little, little, uh, little Judaism wonder. being celebrated. I wonder. That. Number five was Slay All Day, Masthead Brewing Company, and I don't know it, much it, about them. Isn't that a Beyonce song? I slay all day. I slay all day. <laughs> that might be. I think so. Number four was the Winter Warmer. These are like the best Christmas ales. Now, again, this is a 20-person panel. That's uh, from the Brew Kettle. Again, the Brew Kettle, pretty good. I dig that place. Number three, Snow Day Winter Warmer, the Bottle House Brewing Company. That one I'm unaware of. I've never had that one, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, because I wanted to find a couple of beers that I like. Number two is the Snow Job Christmas Ale by Working Class Brewery. Nice, Again, Snow Job. That one, that one I don't know. That one I, I don't know, Working Class Brewery. I, I'll, have to get, uh, I'll have to get something from that. And number one, and I agree here. Now, again, I went down this list. I said there's a couple of these I have not had yet. But out of everything I've had, I would agree that this is my favorite Christmas ale in the area, which is the 12, no. <laughs> the 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale uh-huh. by Thirsty Dog Brewing Company. Uh-huh. Now, I this is one of those stories that's been told to me so many times that I just I believe it because of how many different people have told me the story. But I believe the lore goes that... The original brewmaster from Great Lakes Brewing Company left, started Thirsty Dog, and took the original Christmas ale recipe with him, tweaked it a little bit, and put this out. Because, again, most people don't know, Chris. I guess Great Lakes changes their Christmas ale a little bit every year to keep people off the trail of like how to, like, how to completely make it, I guess. There's a little bit of that. Again, I'm being told some of this. It's lore. I don't know how much truth there is in that. But I really like Thirsty Dog, man. That 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale is really, really solid. I like that beer a lot. That Christmas bar, man. You're there tomorrow night, huh? I am there tomorrow night. Uh, and if you're going to get there, man, get there early. Four o'clock is when the doors open. Nice. The party goes all night till midnight. And uh, it should be a good time, man. We're getting into the uh, to the holiday season there. And, dude, honestly, Christmas bar, thing I will say about them, man, you can't get a Miller Light there. You can't get a Bud Light. Everything's over the top Christmas. I know they've got that uh, that Mad Elf by Trogues. Uh, they've, got a, they've got a ton of awesome Christmas cocktails. So tomorrow night, come on out. Tip heavily, people. If I were you, yeah. I would go to that Christmas bar next Thursday <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Somebody might be there. Who knows who will be there? That's the one you need to be at that Christmas bar. <laughs> we'll pass out those charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. Six nine. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. <laughs> if if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means. Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. And here he is, having the time of his life. <laughs> There's just big brains for me. Ah! Ah!
it is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids. I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black. To shut a curiosity. Why do they boy? What? What's the point of it? Why do you find joy in taking innocent people finding a way to be mean to them? Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I want to know what love is. I want Suzanne. Dude, I forgot about that from six o'clock this morning. I don't enjoy you at all. Like that's uh, that, that's bad. All right, you know we should probably we should. <laughs> Dude, it is funny though. Like, all right, we should for, for those of you that don't know the story, we should probably let you in. <laughs> On the on the inside joke. Now he's not in Foreigner, but for some reason Phantom and I both felt like Lou Grant was in Foreigner. I think he was at one point. Yes, who knows? Yes, yes, was he? Yes. I don't know the lineage of like of Foreigner. I don't know who came first or who did what or I you know that whole thing. But my mom teaches at a very well-to-do private school in Las Vegas. It's like the school if you have money in Vegas where you're going to send your kids. And my sister-in-law is like, I don't know, is she the provost there, I think is what she is now? I don't know, dude, my sister-in-law pretty much runs Vegas. And so, Lou Graham's kids go to the school there. And my mom's constantly telling me on the phone, like, how nice he is. Like, he's so nice, and he, like, he'll sign everything, and he takes all the pictures. And I kept telling Phantom that, 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 that I felt like when an old lady's telling you how nice a man is, that that's old lady speak for I want to jump his bones. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Phantom, of course, thinks it's hilarious that it my is. mom, it even, is. you know, on the wrong side of menopause, <laughs> is still like, you know what, I'm, I, I, I want to shake the Lou Graham tree. Dust the thing off for Lou Graham. I'm I'm right telling there, you, dude, dude, I think my mom wants to twerk on it. I'm serious. Dude. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening there. I'm pretty sure. So, like, we had talked about... God. So, so, like, we had talked about that a couple of times. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. If I could do it all over, I probably, I, probably, I probably don't say I think my mom wants to twerk on it. I probably don't do that, you know? But so like he's had a he's had a good couple of weeks of like jibbing me you know jabbing yeah. me in the ribs over the yeah. fact that my mom's got the hots for Lou Graham. Lou Graham's had a good couple of weeks with your mother doing apparently a, jabbing other things. Apparently that curl mullet is just like it just blows her away. Dude, my dad kind of had like the white dude fro for a while. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Probably she probably you know living reliving the uh, the good old days there with Lou. 
Dude, there's my dad upstairs and saying, dude, it couldn't have been a dude from Skinner. Like, you know what I mean? Just like knocking her like old band choice there. So Fantone working the uh, the charge game tonight. Yeah, man. Very excited to be there. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm calling out on everybody in the Hall of Fame city, dude. This is a, uh, it's a big night for us, man. We're really excited to have you out there. We're going to be pulling out all the stops as an organization. The Canton Charge, uh, dude, you guys are cordially invited. We want you to show up. The, uh, the, 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 the Cavaliers girls will be there. The screen team's nice. going to be there. Uh, you've got all sorts of NBA uh, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers legends. And, dude, it's going to be a good time. Uh, first, uh, 2,500 people that walk through the door walking away with a retro Cavaliers t-shirt. The uh, jerseys are going to be auctioned off. The Salvation Army a big partner in this. Uh, get your tickets before they sell out. Uh, CantonCharge.com or the Sandsbury Show, right? Yeah, we're going to pass out a pair here momentarily. You're also at the Christmas bar tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night. Your boy's busy, dude. Tomorrow, uh, the Christmas bar is is where it's all going down. What do you got going on this weekend? Where are you? You got, you got Agora stuff? You yeah, dude, I got I to gotta work at the Agora tonight, and I'm not all that pumped about it. it, it we have that little pump kid in. Oh, well... <laughs> And he's a white rapper, and the only song I know of his is a song where he's making fun of like a Gucci Mane song, right? Or, okay. or the Gucci Gang song. And it's like a parody. So it's like, I don't know how many people are going to... Although, I always think that, and then I get there, and then the line's like wrapped around the block. The amount of times I go to the Agora for an artist I've never heard of, and we're like sold out, I mean, dude, it happens more often than not. Yeah, the old man Stansberry coming out one more time. There. I don't even know this damn band! Dude, you go to hell right now. <laughs> go to hell right now. I'm hipper than most. We uh, we do not have any little pump in the system. Well, I, I, and rightfully so. <laughs> and rightfully so. And then tomorrow night we have like one of those, I don't know what they call them anymore. I don't know. You know, rave isn't the right word, but like one of those, you know, EDM parties. Wait a second. We do have a little pump in the system. iHeart Radio Music You Should Know featuring Lil Pump, Gucci Gang. Featuring Lil Pump. Hey, yo, featuring Lil Pump right here. Oh, that's it. Right is this poopy head, poopy head, poopy head, that one? Gucci Gang. Oh. Gucci gang, 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 spread their rats on new chain. My blood do. I think y'all have a better time at the Canton Charge game tonight. Just let you guys know. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I uh, I want to call and be like, dude, my car won't start or something. Like, dude, I got, I, I gotta get out of here. But we have one of those EDM parties tomorrow night, and honestly, those are normally pretty lucrative. I don't get out. I like, I'll go in tomorrow night at eight o'clock. We won't get out till about seven a.m. So it's about, you know, it's a long night. But they're normally pretty profitable. So that's all I got going on. And then Sunday, I'm not going to do it. I was, I, honestly, you know, before I saw it last night, I was like, yeah, Sunday afternoon might be Star Wars Day. But after seeing it last night, and I'm, I'm terrified somebody's going to try to make me watch it again. I just, God, I hope not. God, I hope not. We do have charge tickets. Let's get you guys hooked up. We'll take caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done for the week. We'll be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. to start our final week of the year as our vacation will start at the end of that week. You guys have a great weekend. See ya. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.